All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Just after three o'clock. How are you? Welcome back. The Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 coming to you live. Also on Oilers Nation YouTube. You can get in the chat there. You can text us 833-401-1440. Our Jiffy Lube inbox. And uh, we welcome to the show our uh, regular Monday and uh, Thursday co-host. He was a first round pick of the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, played minor pro in the NHL. Uh, in AHL, of course, in the NHL. He is a world champion in uh, ball hockey. Stars on the hit show Shorzy that is uh, currently in season number two uh, with rumors of a potential filming for season number three coming out. Uh, Terry Ryan joins us. TR, how are you? I'm not bad. How are you doing out there, Jason? Living the dream, buddy. Living the dream, you know. I'm not as happy as Hitch, but I'm all right. <laughs> Hitch is pretty happy, isn't he? Especially nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Little birdie, little birdie told me it looks good that we might be shooting season three soon. So oh. I'm looking forward to oh, it nice. uh, if it happens. I like it. I like it a lot. So, um, you know what? Uh, as you, uh, as you would know, uh, when you played in, uh, in Shorzy, uh, you don't always get off to a great start sometimes. Um, it's super early in the season, but, uh, the Edmonton Orders came in with a lot of hype. They're 0 2. Buffalo's 0 2. Florida's 0 2. The Kings are winless. Seattle's actually 0 2 1, and they can't score to save their life. You know, and then you got other teams at the top that are 2 0 and winning and everything's happy. But, you know, we'll start in Edmonton because, they're 0 and 2 and their goalies have a 750 save percentage and I know it's not all on the goalies but come on at some point you got to make a save. Totally and it like it, it's two games it seems to me like one 
large six-period game. They're getting a little bit better. They're coming back. The goalies can be better. I mean, they're going to have to be. They're NHL goalies, right? Like, yeah. same thing with – and a lot of these defensive plays, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure you've talked about it, the Darnell Nurse pinching for absolutely no reason. Mm-hmm. And the puck coming around the board. Like, the way that whole play happened, again, looked like minor hockey. You don't see that in the NHL much. So they're better than that. It's just mistakes, and, you know, some are getting by them. I think Lafferty went around Eckholm, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, that won't happen much. I just think there's a lot of things that are outliers, and the Oilers are the Oilers. If, if, for me, I, if I was disappointed in anything, I, I picked a great start for Connor Brown playing with McDavid. I know they played together in junior, and I thought maybe uh, Brown coming off a real rough look last year would rebound quicker. But, you know, he played four or five games last year. And I, I think it's just kind of a metaphor for everything. Kane, Kane didn't play a lot either. He was injured a lot. You know, these these are going to be impact players, I truly believe. Uh, Fogel's put up the second line, is he, today, I think. I just read before yeah. I came on. I thought the third line was probably their best line. Yeah. So, I, you know, but I do see the reason to, to shake it up. I, I don't. I, I think if if you let it go that you know it even itself out. But two games, I mean, you want to do something. I don't. I don't see the last of those experiments. I, I think that um, you might go back there depending on how they do. I mean, I love having Drysaitel and McDavid on one line as a fan, but I don't know. Sometimes it does take away from the depth and throw everything else off. You know. Well, I look at it this way: if you know what, uh, Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, Fogel, Brown, McLeod, like you, you got to get some offense. They don't need to score a lot, but they need to score some, right? And the orders have one goal, and it happened in the first shift of the second game. So basically, in the sixty before, and then uh, the minutes after that, they're they've done nothing uh, offensively. And really, when you look at how they scored that goal, Terry. Um, there, it was like hammering around at the goalie. DeSmith is flopping all over. He's like a fish on the harbor. And then, uh, finally they're able to just bang it home. It was not pretty, but that's the guy who scored the most goals in the NHL the last five years. And he's right around the crease. And I just, I just don't see enough of that from Edmonton. I've always felt like, yeah, they can score a lot of pretty goals, but I'd like them to see, get a little bit greasier. Like they put a lot of shots on net, but they didn't have a lot of second, third, fourth opportunities. And usually if you get enough of those, you know, you'll bang one in. Like I didn't even see the puck cross the line, but we know it went in because uh, the signal went right. So to me, I feel as, as much as there's the focus on the goalies. And I think that's fair. You know, Darnell nurse, the funny thing is nurse in his own zone was good, but that was a terrible pinch in the offensive zone. And you know what? The, the order is just, they, they got to get something going five on five. And to me, both ends of the rink, Terry, like they're not tough enough around the, the, to score goals. And I've seen three goals in two games where guys are getting deflections. The defenseman's standing right beside him. He's got no stick on him. Yeah. It's funny. I watched with my dad and um, we watched a replay of the game the next day because it was late here. And he said, you know what? But the Oilers, they always leave you wanting more. And I, I agree. It's like of, of one team, because the expectations are, I mean, obviously they're mountainous at this point, but they kind of should be. You know, they, they do have the best players in the world, and a lot of people picked them to win the cup. So, yes, it is early, but that's a fact. They do, and, and over the course of the last few years, having watched them closely, they often leave you wanting more. And it's a comp- this first couple games, it's an odd mix of... Like you said, like there's something you got to be more a little bit more tenacious, whether it's in the corners or down lower. There's something missing, and they're squeezing the stick. It's not going in, so they're also squeezing and and kind of 
you know, last minute making plays that they probably wouldn't. I mean, collectively. And I, it, it's almost you, you can't quite put your finger on it offensively. But to me, it's like a, a, a pot that's ready to boil over. I, I really do think it's coming. But they need definitely more grit from guys down low. And it was ironic that the goal that they did get even strength was one of the best players in the world just digging and anybody could have scored it but you know they need more of that i would agree with you that that it's probably coming right and that's why i I think you know outwardly they're very patient and i maybe even inwardly i I don't think they're going to panic after two games they were one and two last year they were 10 and 10 and then they went on a you know pretty good final 62 game stretch but i i think the reason that it's fair for some people to be concerned is the things we're talking about are many of the similar things we've talked about before in the past, right? Um, making a big glaring error at the wrong time. Like if Darnell Nurse is pinching and he's the only defenseman pinching in, you're like, okay. But he's the far defenseman on the left side. The puck's on the right side. He can't be pinching down low. He, he just can't, right? Like, so that's not a good play. And, and then you, you know, you look at some of their other plays, like in front of the net where they, you know, they, they've gotten beat twice. Like none of their, and Edmonton has better forwards top to bottom than Vancouver. And I would argue that Edmonton has one through six a better defense score than Vancouver. But you didn't see Edmonton blow by one of the Vancouver guys and score. But that's what uh, Vancouver did. So I just think some of the individuals in Edmonton all can play a little bit better. Yeah, and they're they're glaring mistakes. They can definitely. Which again, if it's mistakes, the weird part about it is that it's consistent over years, right? And, and th- that's odd because a mistake for a good player happens here and there, but you know when you're watching it, it's almost glaring. It's almost like they're daring you to point out the the faults. Uh, you know, if you had a chalkboard, you could you could you know be there all day if you or, or chalkboard <laughs> video if yeah. you're the video room <laughs> chalkboard well, well maybe the if old ones the are still bringing room. a chalkboard in hey i love it <laughs> <laughs> that's what popped into my head but you know what i mean this yeah. is easy stuff you know yeah. it's so obvious that i wouldn't even replay it you just go you know you can't do that obviously you don't need to slow down this tape they're glaring but they're they're nhl veterans and um you know, it's early on, and sometimes, sometimes I find that can happen as a result of being overprepared or too much pressure, as a because it, it appears they're not focused. But sometimes you're squeezing the stick. I don't know. I mean, these guys are NHL players that clearly proved. Even guys like Bouchard, I know he's young, and I keep hearing that. I know he is, but I don't know. For the last thirty games last year, I saw a guy who's one of the best defensemen in the NHL. Screw it, you know. Uh, turn the key in your head. Get out there, play. Bring your lunch pail and. You know, try to get out there and not make so many blatant mistakes, number one. But, uh, again, I do think, I, I think it's early. I think these guys will fix it. I don't think I'm alone in saying that. But uh, it, with with the line changes, not that you asked, but with the line changes, I almost see this as, as a positive thing. Hmm. Um, you, you shuffle the board a little bit. And and not only that, even if you were to take Nurse and put him down on the third pairing, I mean, who knows? You can mix it around, but I think they have the same bag of tricks that pretty much they're going to go into the playoffs with. Some teams you know are going to be in the playoffs, but they got a lot of moves to make. I, I thought going in that the Oilers were pretty set, but we'll see, I guess. It's a little bit of a panic, but no panic button, as they say. Yeah, I would. I think Edmonton, they are going to make some moves. Uh, the, the number one thing is how how confident are they in their goaltending come the trade deadline? And if they have to make a move, then they'll make a move. 
I think uh, they'll see how their right defense shapes up come the deadline. They might look to make an acquisition there. And I still think they're on a right shot fourth line center. I think that's the one obvious thing right now that they lack. I don't think you want four lefties. It just helps you at certain times to get a good right shot defense, uh, right shot uh, center. I think that'd be something that they look at. And uh, I, I don't think Ken Holland will sit on his hands at the deadline. And uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, but it is, it's interesting. Like they go to Nashville now, Terry, to, you get on a road. It's a weird road trip. It's only Nashville and Philly. Right. So it's not like they're close. It's pretty far just to go for a two game road trip and then they come all the way back. But sometimes just getting on the road is better for guys. Can you explain why getting on the road is better sometimes for teams? Because you're forced to hang out together. And I find that a lot of the time, you know, especially when you get to the NHL and you're in a market like Edmonton, which or, or any market that you're expected to win, a Canadian market, obviously magnified. But oh, and you have great players, you know, because you might say that you're not, but you're feeling the pressure a little bit. You have to be right. It, it, not only personal pressure, but team pressure. I don't want to let people down getting out there. There's a vibe, you know, the longer you go without scoring and, you know, what we're doing now. Right. The critique nationally about your team and everything surrounding it. And then you go on the road, you know, and you go to Mort Steakhouse or something. You have a steak with the boys and uh, have a chat. And it seems like the furthest thing from your mind, you know, when you get out there and now you really are set to play because you're playing for the boys, for your teammates. And it's not so much to answer critics. It's it's a mishmash of those things. I'm probably not doing a great job explaining it, but it's a disconnect from the pressures of the everyday, uh, like internal and external pressures of playing at home. You go on the road and, and, you know, not only that. But Nashville and Philly are good players. You know, I I used to like the places. You know, they got a lot of character. Those places. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Even if you might go out to a diner and see a little bit of what Nashville got to offer that day, and it's just for me, it, it it takes your mind away from the obvious. And sometimes you need that. It also brings the team together because, like I said, you're forced to hang out. Terry Ryan, Jason Greger, with you on Sports fourteen forty. Guys, just a question. Love the mind of all. All I heard all summer was how the team talk and captain skates about more team defense and new systems. I haven't really seen anything different. Am I just not that attentive from Steve from Drumheller? Um, well, they do have the, uh, the one, one, three in the neutral zone. Here's the thing. The reason you haven't seen a ton of defensive zone difference, because the orders really haven't been in the defensive zone. If you go look and I timed it, go look at Vancouver's goals. Terry, they're coming in one shot goal. Right, They're either scoring off the rush or they're scoring on the power play, which isn't going to change as far as a five-on-five defensive system. But Edmonton actually hasn't spent a lot of extended time in their defensive zone. So I don't really believe they're struggling with their structure. They're just still struggling. Like They've given up four goals already off the rush. They've given up four power play goals. They had the one deflection. Okay, but they, they, they haven't really... Uh, actually, sorry, it's five goals off the rush, right? Like they haven't really been bad defensively. It's more so rush goals or like a bad pinch by, unex, you know, nil advised pinch by nurse. You didn't need to do it. It's not even a pinch because he wasn't going for the puck. He was just trying to jump up in the play. So it's funny. Um, they haven't really had to play defense very often. They, they haven't struggled in that department. They've struggled off the rush way more. Yeah. So, I mean, and Vancouver's been very opportunistic. Yeah. Could say what I want about that first game. I mean, it's just something that just needs to be washed washed down the river. Like like I said, lock it in a box and never revisit it. But the second one, I mean, I thought they could have won the game 5-2. to two. Like, you know, yeah. they could they, they, they could have won that game. So that's why for me, you know, I, by the end of the year, do you think that, 
you know, the teams are going to score on 50% or close to their rushes? I don't think so. They're going to tidy that up a little bit. Um, and, I, again, it's not a cast of idiots. It's a cast of people that have played together for a while, that are well-coached, that are well-led, and we're talking about 120 minutes. Think about that, right? Yeah, no, it's well said. Gregor and Ryan with you. Uh, we got uh, Ryan's rants coming up. Uh, Andy Petrillo will be by. We got five questions. Uh, also, we'll hear from uh, Evander Kane next on the Gregor Show on Sports fourteen forty live and Orders Nation YouTube. It's a great song, man. Whew. Weekend, I can get sing. ATR, big fan of the weekend. Yeah, I really am. Actually, it's uh, a bit nostalgic too. He's got a Michael Jackson kind of tone to his voice and yeah. an '80s feel to the music. Yeah, and uh, all while being feeling really fresh in 2023. Yeah, I really like the weekend. No, I'm a huge fan of his, and uh, I still lo- I just love his whole meme from the Super Bowl. It's hilarious when he's in there with all the mirrors. God, that was funny. <laughs> I looked like it couldn't get out. It's like the orders were in the, in the, they were stuck in there trying to get out. Well, they were never even stuck in their own zone, just trying to eliminate the, uh, the glaring error would probably be the thing. I do want to get your thoughts on their penalty kill though, because that's been, uh, it was an issue in the first 15 games last year and basically derailed them all year long. They got better as the year went on, but their overall percentage never got better. Like you dig too deep of a hole in, in, on a PK like that where you're 70% over a 15 game period. It's just too hard. Like even if you go to 82 the rest of the way, you still end up at 74, 75 like they did. And so uh, that's an area we'll talk about in a sec. But first, we're going to go uh, in the room brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. Heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and uh, operated and uh, proud to partner with the uh, MyShack group of And when you look at uh, in the room today with, uh, with Next Gen, uh, talk to uh, Evander Kane, and uh, it looks like Evander Kane might be the uh, uh, the benefactor. Um, he was skating on a line with uh, Drysdale and McDavid. And here is uh, Evander Kane. First of all, just kind of what did he absorb from the first two games? Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's there's definitely uh, I, I hate to say uh, more of an urgency. Obviously, when you lose two early on in the season um, to start, then there might be in January, as you mentioned. But you know, at the same time, I think it's a good opportunity for us to to understand. You know. We can lose two in a row, but we can't make it three. Um, so, you know, you obviously want to get off to a good start. Um, you know, we put in a lot of work during the camp uh, to try to get off to a good start. We haven't played our best hockey, and um, we have an opportunity to go on the road and, and try to get uh, get one to start and, and try to even it up uh, for the season uh, coming home. So you look, and it's early on, and you guys have had a lot of shots, but only the one goal in the first shift of the game, five on five. Mm-hmm. Um, scoring isn't easy, but it's kind of looked easy for this group the last few years. So how do you how do you get your five on five back to where you want to? Be? Well, it definitely needs to get back to where you want to. But you know, I think even if you look at last year, obviously we had a historical power play, and we relied a lot on our power play for goals. I think um, good teams and, and teams that go deep in the playoffs, uh, which we've done, obviously the past two seasons um you know they lead with their five on five score and i I think that's something that as a group we can get a lot better at uh from top to bottom and it's something that we have to focus on and take a little bit more pride in um in producing five on five because uh it it allows them those power play goals to be uh you know that extra sauce on top so um obviously that's a big focus moving forward uh through the rest of year for our group to not maybe go too in-depth and give away state secrets or anything, but how do you make that more of an emphasis as a group, other than talking about it? 
Well, yeah, I mean, you look at, we had a lot of shots last game. Um, I think we could have had more. Um, I think, you know, sometimes those B and C chances create, you know, uh, A chances. And I think if we do that a little bit more, that's going to, one, it's going to break the other team's defensive systems down like it does to any team in the National Hockey League. Um, and, it, and it creates more space and, and, and it allows you to free up uh, your skill a little bit more to make secondary and, and, and it plays off that, um, which lead to those 5 and 5 goals. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's no secret how you score in this league, you know. You get guys to the net, you shoot the puck, and, um, you know, you, you have some effort around the, the crease to, to put them home. So um, I think a little bit more of that uh, in our team game uh, will really help us uh, grow as a team. When you go to the net more, do you find, and you got a pretty big team, in today's NHL, you got to enough toughness uh, I think, to, to match most teams. Your team last year, when there seemed to be an emotionally heightened game, you played better. Do you guys does, do, you, do you sense that that if, if we have a little bit more of that, it naturally you know I don't know if guys get mad or angry, but they seem to be more involved. I mean, I think so. I think you know, obviously, we came on that first game and laid an egg. I mean, Vinny got into a fight early on. There's some good emotion there. Um, but, you know, you look at how we started the last game, uh, you know, like a, like a house on fire. Um, and and, and that's, that's how we play. That's our team. Uh, we just have to sustain that type of effort and, and mindset throughout the course of the game. Obviously, you know, alluding to the motion, emotional games, um, you know, we just got thumped by, by them. So, obviously, we're a little pissed off about that. We're going to come out uh, the right way, and we did. Um, and really, we, we, we played a good game for the most part. We, we just... Some individual mistakes and, 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 and some some uncharacteristic mistakes that you know what if they're going to happen we rather have them, have them happen early on in the season um, you know that's what they were we scored three goals we we can't expect to score five goals every game to win uh, you know we have to at the end of the day cut down the goals we give up uh, defensively has been a big focus for your team you've only given up forty eight shots in two games so if you look at that number you'd be like it's pretty good now there's a lot of goals that have gone in there so are you still giving up too many grade A chances in, in your opinion and as a team do you need to be tougher on the opposition in front of the net for sure I, I think that's that's probably the number one thing is is just uh getting our competitiveness and our battle level up against the teams you know we've, we've done a good job in limiting opportunities and shots but when we do give them up um guys seem to be wide open and uh you know obviously we go up in the first game so it's a tough stat to and have that be indicative of, of of what our team looks like but uh you know going back to the other night at home here you know, two tip goals and a one the power play, but we can't have guys um, with that much free time and space around our net. Well, there's Evander Kane in the room brought to you by a next-gen transportation. And uh, Terry, he talked about how, you know, that a few things there that, that, he, that caught my eye, I liked his honesty. That's why I always like talking to Kane. He'll kind of tell you like it is. He, you know what? Uh, I thought we played a pretty good game. We had a few big individual errors. Obviously, the nurse is, is one. Um, they had another turnover on the, on the second goal. You mentioned, you know, Ekholm got beat wide one-on-one by uh, Lafferty of all players. So some errors there. But he talked about taking pride in their five-on-five scoring. In player talk, what does that mean? <laughs> Taking pride in your five-on-five scoring. That's a great question. Um, I think <laughs> there's a few things, I suppose, but I think they just have to tighten it up. And I think they have to, uh, you know, there's certain things. They're known for it. So take pride in it because, you know, they're one of the best scoring teams in the league. And it's obvious momentum. And I think it's something that they can do well and they know it 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 you know i i mean 
you could tell, okay, let's say the Montreal Canadiens go out and take pride in your scoring. Okay, I mean, we'll try to. We'll try to get better. But the Oilers just set a record, right? Didn't they last year with, the, with on the power play? Yeah. I mean, they got people are talking about this year. Possible McDavid. How many is he going to get? 150? Who's, who says he's going to get 170? We're counting a lot of chickens here before they even remotely hatch. So I think, but one thing we do know is that I think he's saying we as a group, you know, can put that puck in the net and we can do it better than anybody. So let's start taking pride in that. And it's not just one way. Vander Kane is an example of a guy that scores in every different way known to man when it comes to, you know, uh, well, when it comes to hockey, but I mean, when it comes to skill, he's got it. But I, I love him coming out of the. He creates a lot of goals coming out of his own zone because he's great on the wall, and he gives it to McDavid or whoever's coming through. McDavid's obvious, and all of a sudden it's in the other end, and then he gets down there and he knows where to go. He's gritty. He's real good in the corners and in front of the net. But if you give him an odd man rush, he can just as easy to make a deke or or put it upstairs. So, you know, I guess it's kind of you know, crap or get off the pot kind of thing. It is one, and I know you guys talk about it all the time. Go to the net, go to the net, right? Because that's still right around the blue paint. That's where most of the goals are scored. But some teams don't do it. Like, I still watch, watch how many times you'll see in the game when the order's defenseman has the puck at the blue line, and there's no one within six feet of the net, right? Like, it, it is. So, are there certain drills you've had as a coach? that can help drill that into players so it's be more of a natural? Because I think Edmonton has a lot of forwards who naturally do not gravitate towards going to the net. And I look, you're talking to me, that's one thing I don't understand. That's just, to me, it's just the law of average. It's math. It's not even hockey. It's math. What am I doing over here in the corner? If I go over here, the odds are now, I mean, the obvious adversity-facing, adversity-facing part of that, get the marbles out of your mouth. The obvious part of that that's going to be hard, that's going to create a little bit of tension, is the the defenseman has a weapon you're allowed to hit, and it's not easy to go in front of the net. Yes. And, you know, even tipping a puck, you might get it on the shield. There's all kinds of conflicts when you get even close to the blue paint. But to me, it's obvious. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I've told this story a lot, or at least this philosophy, but I remember being in the Western League and just saying it to myself, going, like, if I just go there, if I just show I can go there, and then guys like Strudwick or Belak or Brendan Witt or whoever, Nolan Baumgartner, all the best D in the league, if they just know it, I'm not saying any of them are going to be scared of me, but they'll, they'll, I'll get an extra frac- fraction of a second if I just come back and I show them toughness during the year and I just go to that area. And that extra fraction of a second if I get to get a rebound, by the end of the year, I remember thinking in junior, 72 games, all those minutes, all that time in front of the net, I'm going to pop another 10 in. I'm going to have to. Right? I'm going to have to. 10's a joke. right? Like I said, Dreisaitl, anybody could have scored that goal. Matthews just had six goals in two games. Two of them, anybody could have scored. Your grandmother could have scored. right? It's just going there. If you're willing to take that beating, and you know, I don't know how to analytically look at that. There must be something that's glaring there because you know guys that do it tend to score more and it could be anybody i i i remember having this conversation with you last year jonathan Marchessault is not a big guy no why does he do well in the playoffs look at the goals i don't even need to look i just remember last year in the playoffs look at the goals he scored they were from right there two three feet in front of the net and you know 
It's got to go in. It's mathematics. Yeah. Well, it's eventually, eventually it has to go in. I used him as an example in the first hour, Terry, where I said, look at Jonathan Marshall. He's not the biggest guy, but he goes to the net. He goes to where the puck is and he gets a lot of goal. Now he can still score from distance. He's got some skill, right? So, which is great. But like, I look at Hyman and eventually he'll go there lots, but Fogel, like, and, and, and then you go there, but you have to go there with purpose. And I know there's been so much talk about the orders and the, uh, the goaltending. We know the goaltending. Like, obviously, Captain Obvious. Hey, guess what, guys? They can't allow a 750 save percentage. Well, no bleep, Sherlock. I know that. But to me, this team, one goal, five on five is two in two games is unacceptable. But it's it's more unacceptable because it wasn't like it's this Vancouver team that, oh, geez, they're running out, you know, the Blues Cup winning defense or Tampa Bay's defense or Vegas's defense from last year. It was the Vancouver Canucks. They didn't even have Susie in the lineup. And, and you couldn't, like, yeah, you got lots of shots, but I like what Kane said. I don't think they penetrated enough. And that's no. the one element they got to be better. You got to, you know what? Yeah, outside shots, great, but how many second and third dirty chances? And the dry saddle goal is the prime example. And not only that, though, right? Like you said, there's one thing. You go in the net, you front of the net, you're going to pay the price, but you're going to also make them pay the price. It's not easy for those guys either. I, I, look, I remember talking to Sheldon Surrey again, way, way, way back, right? But I remember him saying that he's like, new. You, you know, you were hard in front of the net. Like, And I was like, geez, I always thought of it the other way around. I thought it was a walk in the park for you. You're sitting there with your stick ready to cross-check me. He's <laughs> like, I know, but it's not easy, you know. And, and I, you know, we all got stories like that, any competitor. But when I look at it, I'm like, obviously, in the end of the game, you're going to wear those people down. Um, it happens every year. And I don't know, an, an extreme example is the playoffs. But a lot of these players that play so much and, and they're, they're so big and they're so imposing and you assume that they're scaring everybody else. Yeah, but they get worn down, mm-hmm. right? And, and and this is obviously a small microcosm of that. We're two games in. It's it's the, the league or the, the, the season has just begun, but I really do believe in that. But by the end of the game, you're going to get, just by going to that area, you're going to get some more chances because the other players will be worn down as well. And you just need that oomph. You need that fight you need that spit in you and i can't remember a team winning the stanley cup without it to be honest that's hard to do jason gregor terry ryan with you got a lot of text flying in 833-401-1440 in our jiffy lube inbox hey tr can that start in practice does it you have to just have those battle drills or nowadays with so limited practice time you can't do it from frank that's a great question, and yes, it can. I anybody who's who's played any level of, um, it wouldn't even have to be pro, but just think about it. When you've got when you're at a level that there's a pregame skate, even you can tell. Sometimes you can cut the tension with a knife, you know. And sometimes it's good tension. Like I said, I remember Koivu Saku Koivu saying that he's like, you know, we got a lot of pressure here, but it's how we harness the energy. How are we going to harness it? And you get out there and and you know, or, or the day before in practice or coming off a loss. You know, like I said before, I was a guy that keeps the dressing room loose. Now, you wouldn't want to be in there and and snapping on people and throwing daggers for no reason. You don't want to panic, but you also don't want to be there too loosey-goosey. You got a job to do. You can feel it. You can feel it, and you get out there, and that's another reason I love the road because you go on the road, you get up, you have your breakfast together, or most of you, uh, and by the time you get to the rink, you know, you're putting your your game face on. And it starts in the morning. There's a lot of distractions at home. But I, I really do find that. And, yes, it can start in practice. And it most often does start in practice, in my experience. Good question. Well, we'll come back. we got uh, Ryan's rant. 
Andy Petrello, and more on a busy Monday edition of the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 and live on Orders Nation YouTube. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 344, a lovely Monday afternoon. How are you, Jason Greger? Connor Halley with you, Declan Cougar running things at uh, Order Nation YouTube for us today as we're going to get to Ryan's Rant brought to you by Action Electrical, the most diversified electrical contractor in Alberta with four divisions and project service, energy, and uh, tag. Preventative maintenance for your electrical distribution. Learn all and use them now at actionelectrical.net. Here is Ryan's Rant. Thank you for the lead-in, JG. So today, and it's kind of appropriate given what we've been talking about, but I often, on my podcast, I believe, I definitely touch on it in my books, but I talk about how I think hockey is, I think it's the toughest game mentally and physically. At least it's right up there. And I get a lot of feedback. Some people are pretty upset. You know, they might say football. They might say basketball. There's definitely an underrated level of toughness under the hoop in basketball. But... I'm just going to give you some reasons that I think hockey is the toughest, okay? And maybe the coolest. All right. I wrote some stuff. Okay. I wrote some stuff down, so I will combination read and comment. Here we go. So first off, I love the game as much for the contrasting combination of skill and grit. It's got f- finesse and physicality. Even the sleekest, most non-physical player on any given team requires some level of quote-unquote toughness in their DNA just to be able to play so many games and endure so many hits, bumps, and bruises. The odd fight. I do think we have the most physically demanding game and possibly mentally. Now, first of all, the physical play. Okay, If you're a good hockey player, you generally want the puck. If you have the puck, you're going to get hit. That's the nature of it. Stoppages of play stop the clock. The clock doesn't keep going. They don't last long. The average player is over six foot, over 200 pounds. You're skating, so you're going a little bit faster. And, of course, there's no out-of-bounds, right? So you're getting hit. You're getting hit hard. 
You're skating hard, and that no out of bounds is the biggest part of all of it, I think, because the boards are also hitting you, right? So you're get, almost getting hit twice. 80% of the time you're getting hit. Um, other sports, say basketball, and I do think basketball is underrated. Having gone to some live games, like they're big men, and under that hoop, there's a lot of elbows flying around. There's a lot of cheap shots, <laughs> yeah. but I don't think it comes close to hockey. Um, baseball is baseball. 162 games, you got that. And I guess there's injuries created. You go from nothing to trying to steal second. You know, for example, there's a lot of uh, downtime and then followed by max out plays. And I think that can cause injuries. But I don't think it's in the same universe. Um, football, big hits, but there is an out of bounds. And the, just the 17 games played. I think I would play... I'd play Australian rules football in a prison in Mexico for 17 games, right? I'd get it done. I'm going to get a huge payday. I would get that done. I'm not saying it's easy, but I don't know, man. Hockey, you've got your exhibition is, first of all, way too long. And even though you might say it's only exhibition, I don't know. I counted like 15 fights. There's all kinds of hits. Ask Mark Stone how he felt. You know, like, it's still more physical than most other sports in exhibition. And that's eight games. That's half of an NFL season before you've even dropped the puck for game one. And then you've got, if you get through all that, now you're 90 games in. And the playoffs start. They start. So the schedule in hockey and and the playoffs, okay, you want to go there. Four rounds, seven possible games, 28, 28 games in the playoffs of... Multiply all of what I said, the hitting and the, you know, the, the, the hooking and holding and fighting and, well, I guess not fighting, but the intensity. Multiply that by 100 for the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think it's the biggest contrast in a regular season and playoffs of all the sports. Again, I'm talking about the major sports, and I'm assuming, but it's my opinion. I'm biased, of course. Um, we have a stick on top of everything I just said, okay? We've got a stick in our hands. Like, when I tell you stories about, like, the hardest things I had to do in hockey and people go, oh, man, it must have been fight to me. Yeah, it was. Go in front of the net with Sheldon Surrey. Well, I've said that. I, I remember it because it was extremely difficult. Chris Pronger, this stuff isn't easy. It's a weapon. And, okay, they might get a cross-check. But a cross-check from Chris Pronger or Sheldon Surrey or anybody, okay, I'm just using them as an example of big, imposing players from my generation. But uh, going in front of the net just... You take a, a cross-check on the power play, hence people don't like going there we talked about earlier. I mean, most people in a 9-to-5 job don't ever feel that. They have no idea. They'd be like, what, what the hell is this? Right? Like You go through most jobs, and you take for granted how hard hockey is. And like I said, the weapon, that's a big thing because it does get used as a weapon, and it, used, it gets used as a weapon a lot. And on top of all of it, if that's not enough, we're still – Really, the only sport that allows fighting mid-play. And everybody knows it. And the refs let you stand back, and the players do. And I know old schoolers will say, well, there's no fighting anymore. But there are. There are hundreds. There are hundreds of fights. If you're Jonathan Drouin, you can probably be safe to say no one's going to come after you. But, again, most players out there, most players are possibly going to get into a fight every time they go onto the ice. And for me, for those reasons, I think hockey is the most physically and mentally demanding and draining sport. 
Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, the only text we're getting TRs, I, I agree with everything he says. The only one I'd put against is MMA. Yeah. Well, uh, MMA and boxing, because you're right. That like the whole sport is about fighting for sure. But in a boxing, yeah. like you would fight once. And, and the crazy thing about MMA and boxing is, I would argue that like you have one, well, obviously you'll fight more than once a year, but you know, once you get to the top of the mountain, you're, you're fighting like, you know, once every six months or eight months, but the training in that, it's the worst. Like you see guys and you know, you got the headgear on, you're just taking like, I don't know. Did you ever train boxing? TR, I know a lot of guys who fought, they did some boxing training at any point. Did you ever do it? I did do a little bit for cardio more than anything, not for moves or anything. It was for cardio, but I did. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how did you find, like, what was the best part of the boxing cardio that helped you? Um, you know, I really, I found it hard. I remember distinctly my arms really hurting, okay. like having to do it with, with and, and keep my arms up. And it was just a new exercise. I did it for at least one summer, I think two. And, um, it was way, way, way harder than I thought. Now, by the way, I'm not including sports that the whole point is to fight. Okay. Fair enough. Right? Yeah. Okay. And, and I, I maybe should have qualified that before I, before I started. Yeah. No, because it, yeah, that's right. That's really the only ones. And you're right. Like that's the whole genesis of their sport. Like there, there's nothing else in boxing. You know, you know, you're, you're not suddenly, uh, twirling and twisting around. You're in boxing. Your whole sole goal is to knock the other person out, which is, uh, <laughs> It's tough, man. It is uh, tough. Now, didn't you, did you not go into one of those kind of, um, the, the, like one of those NHL, like they had the hockey fighting things? Did you do, did you do that? Listen to me here. Listen to me. A year ago, almost to the day, a group called me. Okay. I don't want to give too much away because I, I still think they're shopping for an owner. It's there. It's there. Like, and, I believe you'll see it, so I don't want to give away what happened. But I got a call, and I thought it was because I knew how to stunt. Like, it was for camera. They said they're doing this, like, UFC kind of hockey thing. Okay. It was an iteration of the ones that you've seen. I don't know the names of all of them. This yeah. one was exactly an iteration of the one that happened in Edmonton, I think, at one of the casinos. Yeah. I paid loose attention to it. Um, but anyway, a guy called, and I knew they were doing it. The way he explained it, I thought it was they were doing a TV commercial. And where I'd done so many stunts and I like fighting stunts, I, I I thought they were using me because I knew my way around that to kind of stunt coordinate it. Okay. And anyway, it got like two days before I was actually in Edmonton visiting my buddy Taran Samwith before I flew to this particular destination in the United States. And they said, no, like you're fighting. Do you have a doctor? I'm like, do I have a doctor? Do I? I went down. I'm serious. I was so unprepared. They only asked me like with a, a, a week before it. I guess someone had dropped out. So... And I, I, the only thing I'd done, I'd play a lot of ball hockey, as you know, so I knew I'd have decent cardio, but I hadn't lifted a weight in years. And I knew that this particular person waiting for me had. And I got down there, man. I was like a fish out of water. I went in. Um, they, they're like, do you want to tape up your hands? I'm like, they, they put the ultimate fighter gloves on. And I was like, no. And the other guy was doing it. I'm like, why would I tape up my hands? I never did it. But worst mistake I could have made, I realized – as he was hitting me that, you know, it's like concrete, but like, I couldn't believe every fight was like Domi or Frank Bialois, um, uh, Ryan Vandenbush. I was like, geez, every time he's hitting me anyway. So I was in a whirlwind, um, went four rounds of a full minute each round. And if the helmet came off or if, if, if the fight got stopped for any reason, the, the clock would stop. So it was pretty much 
all out for four rounds. It was wild. It was absolutely wild. It was definitely, definitely, without a doubt, the most physically draining thing I've ever done in my life. There's nothing close at the end of it. I was seeing spots. I, I couldn't stand. I needed about four hours just to be able to breathe and have a sandwich. <clears throat> and so this yeah. might be coming out on TV. I believe it will. Yeah, I, I believe it will. That that was the whole point. I mean, you know, they, you know, they paid me decent. I mean, I guess considering I take punches in the face, like a lot of them. Um, <laughs> but that was it. I thought it was a commercial. I said, oh, okay, pretty good. Like X amount of dollars, I'll go down. You might want to read so, the fine print next time. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. They, and you know, once I was there, I knew the group. I got to be honest, the group of people was intriguing. One of them is like a real famous actor, huge. And I guess he had the idea. He knows a hockey player mm-hmm. and the hockey player I'd been in a fight with. Okay. And uh, I guess said, you know, and I, I, I've often, it's since I've gone to these alumni things going, how come you guys didn't get it? You know, I noticed, I've noticed that over the years, now I'm starting to get the call to the alumni stuff because of Shorzy and, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm on Chicklets here and there. I got my podcast, my books. But, you know, no one was calling me when I was irrelevant eight games played. But now all of a sudden I'm getting these calls. And I don't know, like, I, I afraid he was there a bunch more. I go, you guys don't know anything about what I'm saying? Like, the PA phoned me. Anyway, I guess this group called them and whoever it was said, you know, there's a guy out there that I know might do it. Again, when they phoned, I didn't realize they were talking about real life fighting. But And it had been a while. Anyway, it happened. And you're probably going to see it. I mean, they like I said, this was first class. They had... I, I didn't avail. You know what? There was two kids down there that came up and asked me for my... So this other... The other group there, like they had a doctor there and everything, and there was corner men and women and, you know, ring girls and everything coming out. And, and I had no trainer. I had no no preparation whatsoever. I was just sitting there with my stuff on. They, annou- they announced me coming out. I forget. I think it was uh, Terry... Oh, God. Oh, not machine gun, but, but something. They just gave me the name. I came out. Smoke's going off. They played... Uh, Newfoundland, uh, the Islander, Newfoundland song. And anyway, I went out, and there was two guys there that were big fans. And the guy goes, yeah, 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 man, can you sign my Montreal jersey? I go, have you seen me on YouTube? And they go, yeah. So I go, you know my fights? Come on, stand in my corner. And after the first round, Jason, I couldn't believe – I was like – I was breathing going, oh, man, like I, I got three more rounds of this. I was like, I'm going to let down everybody on Shorzy. My daughter knows I'm doing this. This is going to – I, I had to reach deep, and the guy looks at me and goes – you're just going to have to stand back and throw. That's what you're good at. I'm like, but I, but I, and he goes, but nothing. I'm looking at your YouTube tapes, man. You're trying to, you're trying to dance around like, like Darren Langdon. You're not going to be able to do it. You can't come back. First of all, like he won the first round 80, 20. Anyway, she went the distance and I'll let, I'll let you see what happens whenever this thing gets released. But yeah, it was, well, geez. Uh, we're going to have to try hard. to go get on the black market a copy of this. So uh, it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be released some somewhere sometime soon. What we've learned, what it. we've learned in TR today is hockey's a really uh, tough sport, but also read the fine print if you ever get involved in any sort of contract. Read the fine print to know uh, where. Yeah, I think we're shooting a commercial. Hey, uh, we're gonna have a real fight now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought that's the most obvious. You're calling me to get in a fight on camera with my skates on. What is this? It's not 1997. Oh God, uh, you know what I mean? awesome. <laughs> so good. Uh, Let's get to Connor Halley and the Sports 1440 update brought to you by Fountain Tire. Right now during the Road Ready Sales event, you can save up to uh, 25% on select tires and bonus of 50% off any tire until October 21st. Trust me, read the fine print. It's guaranteed. That's what you're getting. Book your appointment at fountaintire.com. 
This is a Sports 1440 update. Week 6 in the NFL wraps up tonight as the LA Chargers hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Kickoff 615. You can join me at the Fort Saskatchewan Canadian Brewers for a chance to qualify for a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. The Edmonton Oilers off tonight. Back in action tomorrow. Taking on the Nashville Predators. Five games on the ice tonight though. The Blackhawks taking on the Maple Leafs. That one gets going at about 5 o'clock. You've also got the Panthers in Jersey. Rangers host the Coyotes. Caps take on the Flames and the Red Wings heading to Columbus to take on the Blue Jackets. Major League Baseball playoffs. Top of the fifth, the Rangers lead the Astros 5-2. Texas up in that series one game to none. And we have game one of the NLCS as the Phillies host the Diamondbacks. First pitch set for 6-0-7. One game in the AJ this evening as Calgary hosting Whitecourt. That one starts just after 7 o'clock. Coming up in hour three of the Jason Greger Show, we'll be joined by Andy Petrillo of CBC Sports and here another edition of Five Questions. I'm Connor Halley. This has been a Sports 1440 update. Sports 1440, a Stingray radio station. CKJR. Broadcasts from West Edmonton Mall. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And Download the free Stingray music app and listen wherever you go. Building or renovating, you want to work with someone who sees and understands your vision. BIE Engineering is a family-owned, experienced structural engineering consulting firm serving commercial and residential clients in Edmonton and surrounding area. Homeowner or large company, they'll work with you to help see your ideas through. BIE Engineering can help prevent problems, deliver solutions, and minimize your risk. BIE Engineering. Request a quote for your project today. Visit BIE.